At the third stroke, it will be time for the town hall tapes. Beep. 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 How exciting. Daryl! Jason! Yeah, we've done this before in a previous existence. It's been a while, isn't it? So, what's happening now? Um, we have been rebranded. We've been rebranded with our Town Hall Tapes. Um, we thought Metro Nobbers is probably a bit niche. So, Town Hall Tapes, blame Heather in marketing? It's something to do with her, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely, yeah. Right, we're going to keep this brief. We're going to run through uh, as infrequently, or hopefully as frequently as we can, uh, some of the local blogging stories that have both um, found their way towards us. Um, and I think we should completely cut the crap and go straight towards this. And so this week on your superb 853 website, you got a bit of a scoop on a scoop. It's a scoop. Um, to cut a very long story short, Greenwich Council has um, put, put, put the pressure on a new local newspaper called Weekender uh, to stop carrying news. Um, it essentially didn't like um, the fact that there was there were there were kind of straightforward news stories um, in 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 this piece that there were sometimes it featured people being critical of the council and um, and also the, from what I hear they didn't let uh, obviously Greenwich is a Labour council and uh, they weren't too impressed with the fact that uh, the Labour MP for the area Clive Effort probably didn't get the sort of showing that um, they wanted uh, in, in Weekender during the election campaign. Um, they didn't kind of, yeah, yeah print Ooh. a large picture saying vote Clive or something. So they um, essentially uh, they threatened to pull the, uh, pull, pull the money away from it. So the background really behind this is all about these uh, local notices which councils have to publish. We're talking about the mo- not the most sexiest things, planning notices. And yeah. The deal was done with the Southwark-based Weekender, and there was a similar model in Lambeth, which was quite successful until the contract went elsewhere. Uh, So really what's happened here is that um, the Greenwich Weekender has done what a local newspaper, and news being the key word, should be doing. It's been running news stories, and then your lot, your uh, uh, friends in the local Greenwich Labour Party, have been a bit unhappy when the local news stories were objective and perhaps shone a light on some of the, the, the town hall activities? Yeah, so, for example, there's a regeneration scheme in Woolwich at the moment, um, which uh, some of the people uh, who live in Woolwich aren't so keen on. They're a bit worried about the uh, about the implications of it. They got space in, in, in this, but this yeah, this clearly wasn't good enough. There's a, there's a line in, in Greenwich's terms which appears to say that... Uh, that it must be uh, um, that the public notice must appear in positive local editorial. So where, so that, where does it um, now leave us? Because obviously these notices need to be published. If Weekender have been told not to do any news stories, might they disappear and say thanks but no thanks? Well, so far Weekender's carrying on. It's um, it's publishing. It, it, the core of Weekender is it, it, it's a leisure and what's on culture guide anyway. So it's just now sticking with this kind of what's on stuff, which is nice. But the thing that with Weekender is the, the two other local papers around here have been so emasculated by cuts recently that Weekender was actually doing something that no one else was doing, actual news stories. Um, unfortunately, it's not doing it anymore, and that's because of uh, Greenwich Council pressure. But oh, the irony that you are, as a one-man pan, doing local news stories, and thank heavens for that because you managed to actually get this scoop. Can we talk kind of briefly about process and how this story came your way but obviously please don't give away too many sources 
it's very much simply keep it keeping the uh, keep my ear to the ground. Although I did try and put an FOI request in to Greenwich to try and get some correspondence out out of them to see um, if anything was in an email. Unfortunately, uh, they basically decided the Weekender was a, a commercial client, and so they so nothing would go out, even though that Weekender is, you know, at, in Weekender's own terms, an independent local newspaper. Um, it's that old FOI uh, get out clause, commercial confidentiality, which when it comes back to me, you want to bang your head against the desk and go, you idiots. And normally it's a profanity a lot stronger than that. Well, yeah, it normally means there's something to hide. And uh, in this case, well, there certainly was. This is the Town Hall Tapes. So, Jason, Sean Harris, tell me about him. Um, well, he's not on my Christmas card list. Uh, oh. Sean Harris is, we think, still the chief executive of Lambeth Council. He was mm-hmm. uh, appointed a couple of years ago on a salary, I think the wording was, raising to 215000 mm-hmm. He was last seen, um, I would say at Lambeth Town Hall, but that's currently behind scaffolding, Olive Morris <laughs> House, which is the, the current HQ. He was last mm. seen there uh, around mid-July. Now, this story here is kind of interesting and very, very delicate. It touched upon the ongoing um, historical sex abuse in Lambeth with the Shirley Oaks home, which is uh, a a different story all in itself. For council in July uh, in Lambeth, uh, the Labour leader, Councillor Lib Peck, after a lot of behind-the-scenes comings and goings, uh, did, in public, agree to an independent panel to investigate a lot of the allegations made by the Shirley Oak survivors. And that's really mm-hmm. important, having an, an independent panel. My, my mind goes back to the famous Lambeth Council um, Citizens Commission for the Co-op Council, which yeah. the Citizens Commission consisted of the three highest-ranking members of the Labour Cabinet. Oh dear, yes. Some citizens are more equal than others. Yeah, but this Shirley Oak stuff, you know, is deadly serious stuff. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that are pressing their case really do deserve an independent panel. And so the leader of the council declares at full council it will be independent. Five mm-hmm. days later, behind closed doors, she has a wobble and she changes her mind. Uh, now this comes Ooh. back to impact upon the, the chief exec, Sean Harris. Um, a couple of the Shirley Oak survivors managed to get past security at Olive Morris House and mm-hmm. they went for a friendly discussion with Sean Harris about why this policy has changed. Uh And that has been the last that people have seen of him um, um, at Olive Olive Morris House stroke the town hall. Uh, Now, we did a story on Buzz, and we got a lot of fine detail, such as the poor security person um, who was unable to stop these these two Shirley Oaks survivors from accessing the chief exec. She was fined £600. The security person was fined six hundred pounds. Yeah, uh, for 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 not being able to protect the chief exec from from his inner sanctum. Uh, we put all mm. this detail in, um, and beforehand we did try and contact the press office at Lambeth uh, Council, and we had no reply. We published the story, and then we did get some some correspondence with the press guys. First of all, wanting to know why we didn't contact them first, so we put them in the direction of our of our communication, saying. Hang on, guys, we did. Uh, <laughs> and they then gave us a very, very generic two-liner, just saying that Sean Harris is currently taking a two-month break. Um, and so I tried to find out with a few other FOYs as to if he's being paid on his full-time salary still. And really, who is running the ship? Um, we've been led mm. to believe that there's been 
uh, different senior officers who are taking control with the chief exec role on a week by week basis. So it'd be really, really quite interesting and I think very important to find out, you know, who is actually calling the shots at Lambeth uh, Council right now. Mm. It can't be a, it can't be a brilliant position for the for the chief executive to be in, I guess. No, I mean you can understand maybe the um, the poor guy. I say the poor guy, probably poor in terms of his inner soul, but certainly not financially. But the poor guy who had a couple of fairly, I imagine, angry residents coming to speak to him about why this decision by his council leader was was um, overturned behind closed doors. Um, it might mm. have freaked him out slightly, but um, you know it just raised a lot of questions really about accountability at Lambeth Council and um, you know who really now is, is is actually in control who's making these decisions and um, what's going to happen to this independent panel is anyone else really covering this um, this Shirley Oak sex uh, inquiry story yeah well, I was really surprised and so there was a, there's a Crystal Palace blog which also picked up on it and got a few quotes um, but outside of that there's just been nothing really in the mainstream media and you think mm. about Grenfell and uh, uh, this is a very, very different context, a very, very different story. But the pressure on, on people with responsibility um, over in Kensington when things go wrong, you know, that was completely, completely covered in great detail and rightly so. But Lambeth Council currently doesn't have a chief executive. And that's a story which has not really been, been told elsewhere. It's just another example of where the, uh, the old legacy press is failing people. Yeah, This is the Town Hall Tapes. Um, Daryl, one more thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, a story we also did on Buzz, Small World Urbanism. That sounds, that sounds intriguing. Yeah, they're decent guys, very, very decent guys. As the name suggests, they like doing things uh, on a very, very small scale, uh, quite locally and really being quite positive and trying to improve the environment. So it's a CIC, a community interest company. Mm -hmm. And for a couple of years now, they've been placing things such as planters, very small planters or pieces of public artwork uh, around basically various forgotten, um, um, undervalued Brixton piss alleys. Uh, one of these <laughs> there's be a few of those around Brixton. Yeah. One of these being Beehive Place, which is around the back of Brixton Wreck. And um, I was going to say, it's I think, really I, think I smelt the odour from it myself before, yes. Yeah, it's, it's really quite sweet, if that is not too much of a patronising thing to say. It's, it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's a genuine piece of grassroots community artwork, and they've got along yeah. the wall lots of well-known Brixton figures um, um, created in artwork. They're remembering them, celebrating them. They've got these planters. Uh, and Lambeth Council this week served them with a notice to shift them. Hmm, that's nice. Yeah, and so they have been given two weeks to try and clear the public highway. They've been told it's a nuisance. Um, I kind of sympathise with that. Uh, Beehive Place, you'd be a bit stretched to call it a public highway. It might be a public highway in terms of the days when a horse and cart could be manoeuvred down there. But you're yeah. not going to see a number two bus going down Beehive Place. You're going to see pedestrians who perhaps might want to see a bit of artwork being being brightened up their, their public realm, I believe is, is, is the term as opposed to the piss from last night. Yeah, I, I imagine that, that, I mean, I guess you could get a wheelchair down there and whatever, it's not getting in anyone's way necessarily. Yeah, I mean, possibly if we're being sympathetic towards Lambeth Council, some of those planters perhaps might need to disappear. 
but they've been told to remove all of the artwork as well, which, which, which lines a red brick wall and makes it a much more uplifting place. The, the interesting thing is, starting today actually, Friday, uh, around Brixton, is the Lambeth Council endorsed sponsored Brixton Design Trail. Nice. Which, which encourages the local, lo local groups to, to get involved in community artwork and to, to celebrate it and to try and transform the public realm into, into a much more magical place for us all to live in. And that's happening so, without any council involvement whatsoever um, on mm. the back of these small world urbanism guys. So why doesn't Lambeth work with these people rather than, uh, rather than yeah, so, so just yeah, crack down on them? Because they're a cooperative council. That's not how oh, councils work. They don't silly work. me. Yeah. Okay, um, so kind of wrapping up, we've, we've managed to shoehorn in three, three micro stories into our uh, uh, town hall tapes. Uh, we've got a few minutes left. Are there any closing remarks or observations that you'd like to make, Daryl? Or should we just say bye-bye, bugger off, and put the kettle on? Um... I think, well, you say micro stories. I can tell you there's a micro pub opened uh, very close to me this week, which I hope to visit very soon and uh, give you a full report on. And uh, I think that's it, really. Am I allowed to say I believe maybe towards the start of next week there's a few exciting things happening with 853 Blog? There will be something very exciting at the 853 Blog. Um, it possibly involves um, asking people for, um, for something. Um, but, uh, but all will be revealed on Monday, hopefully. And if you ask people for something, you also hopefully get something in return. Well, I hope so, yeah. Well, which means you have to have to do some work. But yes, um, so yeah, all, all will be revealed. I'm going to take a bit of a leap in the dark with the site on Monday. Um, I think, yeah, if, if, um, if you want proper local journalism, then you have to kind of contribute to our thing. So um, we're, we're gonna, I'm going to see how much of an appetite there is for that, I think. But uh, all will be revealed next week. Yeah, well, um, good luck with that. Thank you very much. Right, so that is um, Town Hall Tapes number one signed off. We'll see how we go. Indeed, it's been a pleasure. See you soon. Cheers, bye-bye. You have been listening to the Town Hall Tapes. Has it made you an all-round better person?